Hi everyone, this is a quick message to let you know that you are listening to the audio version of a full video training and you can still catch the replay of the full video training by just going to the link in the description or inespadar.ch slash VQC replay. So we are currently hosting the Visibility Queen Challenge, an amazing challenge that combines both subconscious work to overcome visibility fears and imposter syndrome and strategies and an A to Z plan to teach you how to nail your profitable niche, how to post on social media to attract high ticket clients to you and how to come up with an amazing offer and sell it without ever feeling sleazy. So if you want to catch the replays to all of the trainings, you can do that super easily. Just go to the link in the description and I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Visibility Queen Challenge Day 2, a five-day training to teach you how to overcome visibility fears and imposter syndrome, market yourself efficiently and attract more clients. So in a nutshell, this is what we did yesterday. So it was all about smashing fears and imposter syndrome and magic subconscious work for confidence. And today is going to be about nailing your profitable niche, knowing your audience and coming across as a trusted expert. There is a super specific reason why we do everything in this order. It's because on day one, we kind of do the heavy lifting and the energetic work of letting go of fears and worries and concerns about putting ourselves online because what is the point (laughs) ladies and ladies or ladies and gentlemen of me teaching you a bunch of stuff of how basically to find online clients if part of your system and part of your subconscious mind is like oh my god what if I get judged what if I'm not good enough what if I don't know enough and it's going to sabotage your efforts or make you procrastinate or just your energy is going to repel clients I know this because I've been there I've been to a point where I wanted to attract clients, but I had imposter syndrome. I felt like I was ripping off people and I was so terrified about going online that I just procrastinated about it. And buying a program back then, teaching me how to market myself would have been opening the window, throwing money out of the window and closing the window because I actually wouldn't have taken any action. So that's why we do day one, the content of day one on day one, getting all of like, getting you ready and letting go of the fears and imposter syndrome, day two, nailing your profitable niche. And we'll talk about this today, why it's so important, right? But nailing your profitable niche so you can know exactly who you're talking to and what problems you are solving. Because once you nail that down, this is basically the entire foundation of your profitable business that is going to start, grow and scale to five, six, seven, and who knows, eight figures if that's what you want. Once you know your profitable niche and you know your audience, that creates the basis to coming up with your own framework, coming up with an offer, having a super simple but powerful social media plan to communicate with your offer, knowing what to tell them so that they see you as an expert and trust you. It's the basis to how to write a website that can sell on your behalf while you are sleeping, your website is selling, but we have to have a good copy on our website and how to have an email list that when people get the email, they're actually excited about getting your email and they click on that link and book a call with you. All of that starts with nailing your niche. And once we've nailed the niche and we know our audience, social media game, because I want you to be hitting the ground running. I want you to be on social media because sometimes it takes a few weeks, maybe a few months 
to get traction on social media and have people find us. And once you know the social media strategy and you can start doing that, we will build a compelling offer and learn how to sell it with ease and having the back end for a business that runs itself. Because one, you want to automate as much as possible. So you don't have to work on stuff that a system could be doing and you can go for a run. You can hang out with your kids. You can go to the cinema, whatever you love doing. If a system can do it, you're not gonna do it, my friend, right? But most importantly, how to be able to put our offer out there without ever feeling sleazy and awkward and God forbids, spend hours sending some dumb DMs that everybody hates and that we hate doing. And last but not least, day five is going to be the prize giveaways and hot seat coaching. So you've got questions, I've got answers, and you can dump them all on Friday. Okie dokie, do we have any questions? Let me go through the comments. If we miss day one, we can still go back and do the part, absolutely. Um, you will find the video in this Facebook group and on the daily email you receive if you signed up for the challenge. You also have a link to the replay, uh, both on Facebook and another link not on Facebook where you can catch all of the videos in one place because sometimes Facebook is a bit weird and it's difficult to find the replays. Okay, so just in case you missed it, if you weren't there yesterday, I'm not going to talk about this for forever so we can just get into the content. But you can win some really cool things. You can win a private one-on-one 30-minute -on -one 30-minute coaching call with me, meaning that you're actually getting a pretty privileged thing because I'm no longer doing one-on-one -on -one at the moment. An amazing surprise gift in your mailbox that everybody absolutely loves when they get it. So I'm not going to say anything more, as well as lifetime access to the business accelerator bundle. This typo is still here. I didn't manage to correct it from yesterday. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Sorry about that. And all you need to do to be eligible to win, whether you're catching the replay, whether you're watching this or the Facebook link, the non-Facebook link is sign up with your email because you will pick someone who is on the list, share these slides um, or screenshots of the challenge on your Instagram stories or Facebook stories and tag me. Because if you don't tag me, I won't see it and participate in the challenge, drop comments in the live stream right now, engage with your fellow Queens. Um, and all of the above. Okie dokie. So yesterday, we basically dealt with the fear of judgment and criticism, imposter syndrome, and we did some subconscious work. Not going to spend 1 million hours on this. You can just go and catch the replay. Okay, so uh, if you join today, and I'm not going to repeat myself because there's nothing worse than these people who talk about themselves for 25 minutes before they actually get into the content. But for those of you who weren't there yesterday, I'm Swiss, that's where the accent comes from. My, my mother tongue uh, is French, but my mom is Canadian though. So she's been speaking with me in English since I was uh, minus nine um, uh, years old. I have a master's in accounting and finance originally. So I'm a fin finance rat, but I did not survive long in an office because just the idea of only having four or five weeks of holiday um, a year did, uh, did not float my boat. I'm a classic millennial <laughs> and I trained in RTT and EFT as well as other modalities. When I decided to quit my job in finance, I was very depressed. I was unfulfilled and EFT actually got me out of depression. And that's when I fully realized the power of the subconscious mind. So when I left my job in finance, I went backpacking for three months in South America and it was so cool. And when I came back, I decided that I would open my therapy business and do face-to-face -face sessions. And I was hoping 
on getting recommend, uh, recommended. So like so a happy client talks about me to another person who becomes a happy client and so forth. Unfortunately, that plan never really came into um, fruition. Let's put it that way. The, the word of mouth kind of strategy did not work. And I made about 7K from August, 2019 to February or March, 2020. And I was broke. I was broke as hell. And I wasn't getting desperate, but I was getting very frustrated because I knew deep down that they had to be some way to make this work, but I had no idea how. And the how is basically exactly what I'm going to teach you today, tomorrow, and on the next day. Today, everything is so much brighter. And I sound so cliche, literally brighter, like hanging out under a coconut tree because the company Ines Farrar LLC has generated over 300K in sales in only 14 months. So I got myself on social media in March of last year. And now we are about 14 months later and sales are at 300,000. And I am working less and less. And that's the beauty of building solid foundations in your business. Foundations are work. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and insult you by lying and saying, this is so easy. The foundations are the heavy lifting of a successful business. But once you have all of the foundations in place, that's when you kind of, you know, you push the ball up the hill and then it tips and it starts rolling. Once you have all of the foundations in place, you basically can attract high ticket clients to you. That's when you can serve more people with less time. You can hire a team member and then you can basically delegate everything you don't really want to do and focus on your zone of genius, which is creating content and serving your clients. And that's what I did while I chilled the hell out in Costa Rica and Mexico for seven whole weeks from basically April till May. And despite not working a lot, two or three hours a day max, despite the Wi-Fi being horrendous, the business generated its first 105K month and over 100,000 launch, which is just insane talking about it. And it all started with the foundations that we are covering in this challenge. And that's why I love this challenge so much. Everything started right here and I want you to have the same. It's not magic, it's a combination between energy and strategy. So today, your perfect niche and your perfect clients. We don't have time for painful, annoying clients. We attract perfect clients from heaven. So knowing your niche, because that's the foundation of your profitable business, knowing your target audience and communicating in a compelling way based on psychology, based on how to connect with people so they resonate and trust you to be the solution for them, defining their challenges, pain points, and goals. So when we put ourselves out there and when we post content, it actually hits a chord, right? People are like, oh, this is interesting. I never thought of that. Maybe she can help me as well as strategies to come across as the expert in your field. So why niche? And I'm actually super curious. So if any of these resonate with you, so I'm going to limit myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get bored. That's something I heard a lot. And that's something I thought like, same niche, same people. This is going to get so boring. Or I don't want to stay stuck in the same niche for the rest of my life, especially for those of you listening right now who are and not only, right, but when you train in a modality that uses the subconscious mind or you're a therapist or a coach, and there are so many people you can help with what you do. You can help them with maybe with smoking, with anxiety, with eating disorders. 
And the first thought that comes to my mind is I can help them with so many things and I'm going to like say no to 95% of the population and stay stuck in the same thing for the rest of my life. Why would I ever want to do this? So if any of these resonate, please let me know in the comments right now because I want I kind of want to know what's going on in your mind so I can help you better. And the classic who has heard of this, <laughs> Tony Robbins doesn't have a niche. So why should I? <laughs> One of my personal favorites. I love the audacity, but Tony Robbins is a few steps ahead, right? Let me just scroll through the comments to make sure I didn't miss anything. Anna says, hi, Ines and Queens. Love this. We are all Queens building our castles right here. And when women have more impact in this world, the world becomes a better place. Men too, but we need more, more women in power. And that's exactly what we are um, what we are creating. Love that you openly state you are a classic millennial. Oh yeah, I'm such a millennial. I'm lazy and I order on Uber Eats when I don't want to go cook something. We don't have Uber Eats here, which is pretty devastating though. Okay, so these are the very common, like the very common objections when it comes to nailing our niche or even choosing a niche. And I'm going to go through all of them. Um, I don't know how to find mine in the field of RTT. Very good point. Lau, I hope I said your name right. I have, I'm a certified in RTT too. Um, and I didn't know how to niche either. So why niche? Gonna throw a few numbers at you, but let's be honest. We all want to have a profitable business. So why pretend that we want something else? Profitable business, doing what we love, having an impact in this life and helping people get more of what they want. So before I picked a niche, I had no financial security, I had no clear message, and I was getting desperate and most importantly, frustrated. And then when I decided to pick imposter syndrome, and then my mom, full credit to my amazing mom, she came up with the term imposter syndrome terminator. So mom, if you're listening, thank you so much, <laughs> which has become a registered brand now. Since I decided to get into the imposter syndrome terminator, of course, the figures that we mentioned before, but most importantly, I made my first 12, uh, my first 12K, so $12,000 only within 10 weeks on social media. Sometimes when we talk about the big numbers like 300K in 14 months, blah, 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 like it can become unrelatable. But what is more relatable is from the moment I finally decided like to, 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 to get, get over my fear of missing out and pick a niche within only 10 weeks on social media, following the plan I'm going to present to you, like in this challenge, I got my first three or four or three and a half high ticket clients, which resulted into 12K. It was a huge weight off my shoulders because first of all, I could pay for the program I bought, I couldn't really afford. And I could finally breathe a bit, pay for my bills while I was kind of building all the foundations for the business without having to constantly freak out. And then I had a 25K launch only six months into business without ads. And it all started with the niche and deciding to do imposter syndrome. And clients, it's not only me, right? I'm no special unicorn, but clients who have gotten over their FOMO and picked a niche have also done brilliantly. They are getting high ticket clients. They have been so relieved and that is why it is so important and I also want to let you know that just because you pick a niche doesn't mean you're stuck for the rest of your life in that same niche one of the things with Tony Robbins is that I mean he has a niche his niche is personal development right 
He's not giving cooking classes, but it's true that within personal development, he helps a bunch of people which are with a bunch of topics. That is the advantages, advantages of narrowing down to a niche. And once you gain momentum and once more people know you, and once you build authority, you can branch out and help more people in more fields. So I started as, oopsie, sorry, um, started as doing just imposter syndrome as a mindset coach. And then when that started to work really well, people started to ask for business coaching. So then I also did business coaching, which was super fulfilling. And then I noticed that there was a need for marketing. That's what the, that was the first edition of the Visibility Queen Challenge back in September, where many people had no idea about visibility and marketing. So then I launched a marketing program and visibility program. And then people wanted a mastermind. So I did a mastermind. And then in February right now, there was a huge need for mindset and I thought it would fit really well in my different programs. So I launched a mindset program that basically does hypnosis, NLP, EFT. And I have never felt, felt constricted or stuck in one niche because I do whatever the hell I want. And I talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. I talk about manifestation. I talk about business. I talk about marketing and I talk about the subconscious mind. And that's what I like to talk about. And that's what, what I would talk about with my friends too. So why do we niche? We niche because, so Lynn, there's a question in the questions. Let me answer that. My niche is addiction, but maybe it's too broad. I don't think it's necessarily too broad, Lynn. Addictions is narrow enough and we, were, we will actually get into, is it too broad or is it too narrow in a few slides? So why niche? Because when we serve everyone, we serve no one. You might have heard this before, but kind of the idea behind this is that when we talk to everyone, we can't really stand out of the crowd. And we don't have this one thing that people remember us for. And one of the truths, like it's kind of like matter of fact, is that people trust and invest in experts, or at least in someone that they believe will provide the solution they are looking for. And it's the super, like it's the classic knee example. If you have a knee problem and you need surgery, would you feel more comfortable going to the knee specialist or going to a general surgeon who does surgery on everything? And it's actually probably not even legal in most countries, but let's assume that he's the only one available. If you had a, chance, a choice between a general surgeon who sometimes does knee, but he's just not that great at it, knees, and he's just not that great at it, or if you had the choice with the knee surgeon who does knees all day and who's an absolute, like he's the real deal, who do you pick, right? And also people will remember you as the person who does ABC or whatever you picked, so they can more easily recommend you. But when they're scrolling through their Facebook and Instagram, and let's say that they're struggling with anxiety, they will be like, oh, Katie, that's the anxiety girl. I remember her Instagram profile. And that makes it so much easier for people to remember you. Also, we need to provide a clear solution that is the specific type of audience can resonate with. When we have a clear solution, it is so much easier to talk about one thing and one thing only, which is our solution, right? Just imagine if you went to Nike looking for sneakers and then they're like, oh, well, we do sneakers and we do protein shakes and we also do how to grow tomatoes in your garden. And we also have this really cool dog training course. And if you have issues with your skincare routine, we also have skin products. Like it's just utterly confusing. 
Whereas when you have one solution, you just talk about your solution like a broken record and the right people will be attracted to it and the wrong people will be repelled, which is perfect because at least we don't stay stuck in limbo where nothing really happens, right? And one of the fundamentals of attraction marketing is a confused audience does not buy. And when we don't provide one clear solution, people are confused. And because there's a lot of noise online, there's a lot of information, it doesn't mean that social media is overcrowded. If you're thinking that, stop thinking that. But if we ever want to stand out from the crowd and have people remember us and not be confused, we have to talk about one thing and one thing only, or at least one thing that stays within one specific subject. Side note, can you succeed without a niche? Absolutely, of course, everything is possible. Steve Jobs created the iPhone and no one think, thought that was possible and they didn't even imagine it could exist. Can you be successful without a niche? Yes, if you have very good manifest manifesting skills and you can connect with the quantum field and attract clients in that way, Absolutely. What I know from my personal experience and the experience of my clients is that when I had no niche, it didn't work. I stubbornly tried for a good nine months with no niche because I had FOMO and it didn't work. And the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting a different outcome. So when something is not working, it's time to try something else. Now, how to nail your niche. Let me go through the questions here to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> I'm having difficulty coming up with the three pillars for addiction. We'll cover that soon, Lynn, uh, about knowing my audience. So my niche is midlife successful women who want to manifest their dream life in a holistic way, body, mind, and spirit. You can get away with that, uh, Eugenia. I hope I said your name right. Uh, but it might not be... Um, memorable enough. It's, it's pretty specific, but some people might be like, okay, well, what is my dream life? Okay, mind, body, and spirit makes sense, but it might be not incisive enough. It depends. You have to test it through your audience. Okay, so true, confused audience don't buy. No, they don't. I'm a mindset and manifestation coach. Amazing. My niche is women with a burning desire for success around midlife, wondering if that is enough. I have overcome the lack of self-belief to step into my coaching. Amazing. Not sure if I want to work with people who lack self-belief too, though. Oh, you probably don't because it's so much harder to get people results who don't believe in themselves. Um, but desire for success around midlife, what is success? Is it a successful relationship? Is it a successful job? Is it success in terms of like the, the physical stuff they can manifest? Is it successful relationship with their kids or are their kids slamming the door on them? So that also might be not eye-catching enough, but side note and disclaimer, uh, later in this slide, we will talk about when you can get away with a less specific niche. So we'll get right to that. So nailing your niche is solving one specific problem for one specific type of person in a nutshell. So for example, a confidence coach for teenagers is not the same as a confidence coach for corporate women. Do they use the same modalities? Maybe, but the communication and the messaging and the posts and the content on social media will not be the same and it will not attract the same people. Nailing your niche is combining your expertise and or experience to help others. So maybe you studied subject 
A. And logically, your mind is telling you, well, hey, you just did six years, but six years of finance, Ines, you should probably be coaching people on finances online. Well, do I want to tell people how to deal with their finances or is my passion the subconscious mind? My passion is the subconscious mind. So combine your expertise or experience to help others. And if your expertise, for some reason, doesn't match what you want to do today, prioritize what you want to do today rather than what you were officially trained in. Because if you're doing something based on your credentials rather than based on your heart, it is recipe for misalignment and sabotage and it is not sustainable long-term. Also, have a target market that is looking for a solution and is ready to invest in your solution. That is something we talk a lot about in the Visibility Queen Bootcamp, which is an amazing program to get online clients because there's a difference between someone who's looking for a solution and someone who is ready to invest in a solution. Some people think that they want a solution, but they don't really want it that bad. And as a consequence, they will, won't really make the effort to invest in it because kind of the pain they're experiencing in, in their current situation is less than the pain of them investing and they will just not be willing to change. And trying to market an offer or a solution to someone who is not willing to change is going to make our life extremely difficult and we do not want that. Also, this is so significant and I don't know why no one is talking about this because they're like, oh, now your niche, who's your ideal client? What does she wear? What kind of coffee does she order at Starbucks? Like super plain, like plain vanilla cookie cutter stuff that skips the most fundamental aspect of is it aligned? Because if your niche is not aligned or if you don't fall in love with the people you're working with, energetically, it's going to be so much harder for them to find you and for you to attract them. Because remember, this challenge is not about hustle and struggle and like sending 1 million DMs a day to try to get attention on your social media pages and struggling to get people's attention. The entire point of this challenge is energy and strategy. So I give you some tools that are super helpful for you to grow and build your business, but all of the energy part of the universe sending you clients, of you attracting because you already have those manifestation powers within you, that for it to work, we need to be aligned and fall in love with our niche because we cannot attract something to us that our subconscious mind doesn't really want. So do you like working with the type of people who need your solution. I'm going to give you a super simple example. For a long time, before I niched an imposter syndrome, I thought I wanted to do either weight loss or people who want to kind of uh, reach their happy body, whatever that is, um, or depression, because I had experienced struggles with both. I had depression and I also had a bit, like pretty bad eating disorder that lasted for like 12 years. It wasn't extreme, but it was ongoing. And I really resonated with people who had like gone through the same issues. And since I had helped myself and I had an amazing therapist who helped me, obviously I wanted to help other people do the same. But what I noticed when I worked with people who came for weight loss or for depression is that, and this was very difficult to realize, right? You kind of don't want to admit it to yourself, but I didn't like to work with these people because most, not all of them, but most of the people who came for weight loss kind of expected this magic hypnosis that would help them 
drop the weight without any lifestyle change. So they kind of expected that, okay, I'll do one hypnosis or two hypnosis sessions with Ines and I won't change anything to my lifestyle and I won't exercise and I won't like, yeah, I won't do intuitive eating. I won't change anything. And ta-da, et voila, losing weight or getting to their health goals. That's not the case, right? Clients have to meet you halfway. And with depression, what was often the case and that breaks my, breaks my heart is that a lot of people that came to me with depression didn't really believe that they could heal. And they kind of thought that they were, they were helpless and hopeless, which is one of the symptoms of depression, right? So part of their mind was not really on board because it didn't believe it was possible. And that was so energy draining for me and really upsetting because I wanted them to know that they can have it but they didn't really believe, right? And there's only that much convincing I could do before they just talk themselves out of it. And that's when I realized that even though those two niches I was so passionate about, I could just not spend the rest of my life working with people who have those specific issues because I would end up burnt out, frustrated, resentful, and not happy, right? And there is someone out there who actually loves to love to work with people who have eating issues or eating disorders or weight issues and depression, and that person is not me. So do you like working with the type of people who need your solution? The type of people that you have in mind when you think about niching, are they resourceful? Do they get the job done? Do they invest in themselves and in their health or in their happiness? Are they going to meet you halfway? And if you feel that it's the case, whatever your field might be, and maybe you do depression or maybe you do anxiety and the people you are attracting are actually meeting you halfway. They are ready to get healed. That is all that matters. Just because I had that experience doesn't mean that you'll have the same experience. Also, are you following your passion rather than past diplomas? Because we need to be aligned. So we already talked about this, but if... Imposter syndrome told me, hey, Ines, you have a master in finance. So who are you to do therapy work, basically? Because I started as a therapist, right? Who are you to work with the subconscious? Blah, blah, blah. You should do finance because your, your background is in finance. If I had followed that voice in my head, I would have been basically unfulfilled. But instead of being unfulfilled in my office, I would be unfulfilled having my own business, which is almost worse. Follow your passion, not your diplomas. And last but not least, what is unique about you, your past and your experience? And how can you use that to build a connection with your audience? Because two things that are going to make a massive difference in your ability to attract clients and for your business to have more income is creating connection and people being able to relate to you and also inspiring them that a solution is available for them. Okay, let me go through the comments. Yeah, I'm, I'm also like uploading all of this content on my podcast. So I hope that the people listening to the podcast are, don't think it's too weird because we are on Facebook and we have comments here on Facebook. Okay, I help millennial parents raise emotionally balanced kids and create stronger bonds by ending outdated generational parenting using cycle breaking strategies. That is crystal clear, Christy. That's amazing. Okay. 
I was a confidence and anxiety coach and it was taxing for sure. I love my clients, but it's really difficult because exactly what you are talking about. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong trying things and then just realizing it doesn't really float our boat. This is my situation right now with depression clients. Yeah. So by no means am I saying that all depressed people are in that situation, but that was my experience and it was just draining all of my energy and making me really sad because I could feel their pain and I'm really sensitive. Okay, Bertia, Ines, how did you get over the sense of I've wasted six years of my life on getting a finance education when pivoting? I'm in the same situation, drained lawyer, and I'm desperately trying to blend that training into coaching business, which probably won't work. Of course it will work. You have to assume that anything you want and that you can imagine in your mind already exists in the quantum field and you can manifest it. Set yourself up for success. I never felt like I was wasted six years of my life because I'm still really young. I'm only 27. And I think that maybe I would have had more of a meltdown if I was 63 and I have spent my entire career in finance to just realize that I've never liked it. So it's way better to exit the boat if the boat is no longer fulfilling you early then waiting because you don't want to feel like you've wasted your time, but then you're just going to feel like you've wasted your time in 30 years, right? So you might as well do it immediately. And I don't regret anything. I truly believe that everything in our life happens at the right moment for your greater good. And I needed to go through finance and I met amazing people. I loved that period of my life. I had a horrible depression, which allowed me to grow to the person I am today. And if I hadn't had that set of very specific experience, I wouldn't be here today. So if I had to redo everything, I would redo the exact same way. Okay, with weight and smoking, I know who pays, but unsure with drugs, alcohol, internet shopping. Oh yes, people who have addiction have to reach the breaking point where they are no longer willing to ruin their own lives. And that can take a few years or it can take forever. But some people do reach that point. I have actually several family members in a pretty close and immediate family um, who suffered from hardcore drug addiction. And two of these people are out of it. Now they're clean and one is not. So they're kind of all on their own path. I felt the same way in my surgical recovery business. Many girls had severe depression and body dysmorphia. Yeah, body dysmorphia is real. I still have it. Me being an empath, I felt that energy too much. It was really draining. Mm -hmm. A lot of you are going through similar experiences. Okay, let me see if we have any more questions. I don't think so. If I missed something, uh, you can scream. Hey, you missed my question. Okay. So uh, what was I saying? Let's move on to the next slide. So here are some few um, examples of pretty clear niches. Intuitive eating coach for moms, ditch the diet. Clear, concise, I know what you do, right? Confidence and self-esteem coach for teenagers or for moms or for businesswomen. Clear, concise, I still know what you do. Social media manager for yoga teacher. Super clear, I know what you do. I'm not wondering and I'm not kind of scrolling through your, your Instagram wondering what the hell you do. So one of the good ways to kind of plant the seed of phrasing your niche, right? So how the hell am I going to describe what I do is this. I help X get Y without disease. So for example, I help teenagers get over anxiety without medication. Or I help teenagers 
or I help moms. Um, I don't know. I help moms. What can we help moms with? Um, do, huh, I'm, I had a very good example. I help moms multitask and communicate better with their kids, right? Or I help female entrepreneurs get more clients without paid ads. Or I help ambitious women get rid of imposter syndrome and become visibility queens. All of those things, even though they're not extremely niche down, are very simple. And it's a very simple framework to describe what you do and kind of forcing you to think of what you're doing and explaining it in a concise way. Do you have to follow this strict structure? Absolutely not. Do whatever you want, but this is a framework to kind of plant the seeds and the ideas. I want to share a few success stories of how your life will change once you nail your niche and once you pick a niche and once you get over the FOMO. I have client number one, let's call them client one, client two, and client three. RTG therapist who decided to niche down in helping people get amazing confidence and let go of social anxiety. So before that, she did RTT with a bunch of people with different issues. It worked, but it didn't really create the financial freedom that she wanted. She made three times her investment back within the four months of the mastermind. So the mastermind that run from January to April and is getting clients for her $3,000 program. Before nailing her niche, she was sell selling single RTT sessions here and there. She was making a bit of money, but nothing like she is making now. And it just came down to niching down into confidence and helping people get confidence and letting go of social anxiety, which she has overcome too. Client number two, fitness and health coach for businesswomen. So that's pretty specific too. She got her first high-end clients only two and a half months after picking a niche. Client number three, client that I really, really love. She's amazing. Anxiety coach and therapist. So she's like the anxiety therapist. She, didn't, she decided not to niche more than that. She's the anxiety coach and therapist who came up with a three-month program after identifying her ideal client, which we'll do in just a few minutes. And she had, I think, her first 7,500 7, pound month less than one year after starting her business. I can't remember the timeline exactly. Having a part-time job and two young kids. All of that once they nailed their niche. And one important aspect that no one talks about either is that sometimes we feel that once we pick a niche, we're going to have this aha moment, like this Hollywood moment where the gods and the ancestors and the crystals are going to fall onto us and we'll have this huge sense of relief that we're now following our life passion. Uh, no, when I picked imposter syndrome, I kind of reached a breaking point of like two months of FOMO, brainstorming, going back and forth, not knowing what I should do. And imposter syndrome was one of my three or four ideas. And then I was like, screw this. I am so done lingering in this anxiety of not knowing where I'm going. I'm just going to pick imposter syndrome and basta, like et voila, as we would say in French. And I liked imposter syndrome because I felt like it was ambitious women, either in corporate or entrepreneurs, who were very smart, very competent, very ambitious, but imposter syndrome was making them feel like a fraud and it was holding them back. So it was my ideal client in the sense of she was ambitious, she knew what she wanted, she was ready to find a solution, but imposter syndrome was holding it back. And I was like, let's pick imposter syndrome. I am so done with this. So it wasn't this huge aha moment, but once I picked it, 
And you know, the worst case scenario, you can change your mind later. It was such a relief and it opened the door to abundance, <laughs> literally changed my life. So the bottom line now, your niche is important, but your content is the real game changer. We'll talk about content tomorrow. Because once you nail down your ideal client from heaven, so you nail your niche, you nail, nail down your ideal client and understand exactly what they want and what they don't want, that is when the doors to abundance open. And there is this quote, I can't remember where I heard it. it does, it's not from me, it's from someone else. When you can explain someone's problem better than they can, they will trust you to have the solution to help them. And to explain someone's problem we need to focus on one problem, right? Or at least a pro like, like similar issues that are within the same theme. And once you know the above, which we'll be doing today and in the next days, it all comes down to sharing relevant content that resonates with and inspires your ideal clients or your ideal audience members in your niche. The end. We don't need to make it more complicated than it actually is. Okay, I help working mothers to have a close and fulfilling relationship with her, her children. Amazing. That is super clear, Marley. That's amazing. I want to take my therapy to the Indian reservations where alcohol and drug addictions are rampant, but I have no idea how to do this. This is sort of my end goal. I really like that niche. And that is a very, very clear niche, Lynn. And there is such a huge niche with native nations um, that kind of, you know, went through a lot of trauma when you know, people kind of invaded their home to steal everything from them. Let's not sugarcoat this. Um, I actually have family members from my mom's side on the Canadian side who are also um, from the, what's the term? There's a specific term in Canada to refer to um, the people who live there, like the very first people who live there. And there is a lot of addictions and a lot of problems because of all of the trauma that they went through. So that's an amazing niche. What about wellness and manifestation coach for professional women? Um, what is wellness and manifestation are two very different areas. It's kind of health, or either physical or mental health and manifestation. Usually people kind of see it as money or manifesting stuff that they want. So it's two different things too, but it can work depending on how well you know your ideal client and if you know your, their pain points and their desires. So let's get to know our ideal client because that, that's one of the fundamentals that we talked about before, right? An ideal client is a client who gets results. It all starts there. So what do they look like for you, Oopsie? What does an ideal client who gets results look like for you? Some of you might be like, hey, uh, what are you talking about? Like everyone can get results and no one can get results. And why aren't we talking about what pair of leggings they're going to wear tomorrow? Because when energetically you trust that your ideal client will get results, it is so much easier to manifest them. It's as simple as that. All of the work I do in, within all of my programs combines manifestation and strategy because it's so much easier to build a business when you're manifesting from the quantum field. Once you have the certainty that your ideal clients get results, there is a, a, a whole bunch of doors that open and a whole bunch of BS that goes away that could be screwing up your vibrational frequency. So what do they look like for you? 
what, where are they at in life? Are they a student? Are they a working woman or a mom? Are they retired? Do they have a business? Are they in corporate? And most importantly, what's their personality like? How do they speak? What do they believe in? Are they ambitious or maybe laid back and ambitious? Are they really like boom, boom, boom? Or are they more like going with the flow and chilling out? Multitaskers, pet lovers, all of that information is going to be so important when it comes to building connection and inspiring your people. Because for example, some people are very inspired when they hear a story about someone making a lot of money and other people are very inspired when they hear someone who found Mrs. or Mr. Right after 10 years of a toxic relationship. So it's important to know what they value, what they like, what they believe in, because it's going to define how you communicate with them to inspire them and connect with them at a deeper level. And what are their qualities in addition to being respectful and resourceful? These two are non-negotiables. If your clients are not respectful and if they're not resourceful, they are not your ideal clients. So in resourceful, there's the important part of if they will not meet you halfway, if they're constantly texting you, including at night on, on, or on weekends because they just can't figure it out for two hours without your help, if they're not willing to educate themselves outside of your work together, they are not resourceful and they are not your ideal client. And respectful is someone who respects your time, someone who respects your boundaries, and someone who respects your prices. So if you have a bargain hunter or someone kind of questioning your prices or trying to guilt trip you, they have a travel agency called the guilt trip and saying stuff like, I can't afford it. How dare you charge so much when I have had anxiety for 10 years and I haven't been able to work? That is not a respectful person and they are not your ideal client. And again, energetically, once you know that your ideal clients hanging out somewhere on social media respect you, respect your values, your boundaries, your prices, and are resourceful, it's so much easier to attract them because we know that they're going to be awesome to work with. Okay. So is engaged couples too broad for a niche? I help engaged couples have money conversation to help them set themselves up for the best possible future. That's an amazing niche, Emily. It's super, super specific because uh, first of all, you help even helping couples with money conversation conversations would be specific enough even I help people have the important money conversations. maybe not people but family members or couples or friends have important money conversations is specific enough okay let's move on so let me know in the comments right now who your ideal client is because we are planting seeds queens okay we are planting the seeds that are going to grow your queendom so example of my ideal client, female or identifies as a female, ambitious, likes to perform, thus she is motivated and fully in. I don't have someone who's ha half motivated reaching out to me. Gets things done. So if we talk on Monday about, okay, we need to finish this sales page or we need to, to listen to the recording so you can reprogram your mind, she'll actually do it, right? And she'll probably do it twice than once. Honest, respectful, and fun and spiritual, believes in the power of the subconscious mind and is ready to learn. My ideal audience 
has a spiritual side because there is no point in me talking about the power of the conscious mind to someone who doesn't believe in it. It's just not an ideal client who's not going to get results and could totally be my friend in real life. So it was so interesting because I've had amazing clients throughout these entire 15 months. And before I started the Abundance Magnet, which launched in February, I set a very specific intention. I don't know why I didn't do it earlier. I just didn't think about it on having the most amazing, fun people to work with. And both all, the, all of the people who invested in the Abundance Magnet and in the Abundance Magnet VIP were the nicest, most compassionate, funny, fulfilling woman I have ever met. It really felt like going on a Zoom call was having a conversation with your best friend. And it was literally like that. And we still chat to this day, even though they're no longer in the program, because it was so amazing to work with them. And that's who your ideal client is. And then you really start loving what you do. And you're like, I want more of these people. This is so fun. And you attract them from the quantum field again. Okay, dokie, let's see. Ambitious women struggling with anxiety. That's pretty clear too. Is there a difference to identify what ideal client is versus not? Is there value in one versus the other? I'm not sure I understand that question. Um, not, knowing who you don't want to work with is usually comes with experience. And I would do a mix of both. Be very clear with the universe on the qualities they want them, you want them to have and the non-negotiables that you won't tolerate in, some, in someone you work with. My ideal client is a woman who feels disconnected from family, from family and break free from the frog of depression. That is very specific too. Okay, I work with women in their 20s to 30s who are awesome. Hmm. I'm so happy to hear that, Barbara. Barbara was one of the amazing person and um, people, queens and the abundance magnet, and it was so fun to work with you. Accountable, 100% willing to show up for themselves, willing to change, enthusiastic, self-love, open-minded and motivated. Oh, I didn't understand that you had a, um, what are they called? Like awesome stands, like all of the letters of awesome stand for a very specific word. That is so cool, Barbara. You've nailed your amazing client. Okay, ambitious women, motivated, honest, resilient, struggling with binge eating. That's super clear, Adriana. And a lot of women struggle with binge eating. Ambitious, open-minded, spiritual females that are ready to shed limiting beliefs and live life on purpose. Amazing, Cassandra. My ideal client is fun. My ideal client is not a complainer. Yeah, for sure. You can completely have the what they are not. I don't have hyenas from, from the Savannah asking for discounts and having a, a travel agency called the Guilt Trip. That, that, that's just not part of my clients. And I actually say no to people who reach out if I feel that they're going to be difficult. I'd rather not have their money and not have their presence in one of my programs rather than take their money uh, and letting them kind of lower the vibration of the entire group. It's just not worth it. So what, here's what is not your ideal client. No money, asking for discounts and ask you, asking you to justify your prices. All of these are red flags. And if they have no money, but they're amazing, well, they're not your ideal client. It doesn't mean that it's a mean person or a bad person, but it's like a guy. You can meet Mrs. or Mr. Right. They're perfect. They check all of your like checklist, but they're not 
available for a relationship or they don't have time for a relationship right now. This is not Mrs. or Mr. Wright, because if it was Mrs. or Mr. Wright, they would be available or they would have time for a relationship. Not our ideal client also is not fully committed to their transformation, not resourceful. So they kind of just sit there and wait for you to do the job and put all of the responsibility on your shoulders, which is a recipe for receiving blocks and repelling clients and expects you to fix them, even though there's no such thing as fixing, right? And do all of the work. All of this is no, like a big no-no. We don't attract people like that in our field, okay? Now, understanding your ideal client on a deep level, because when you know what's going on in their mind and when you can use that information in your content, the doors to abundance open. You're going to, <laughs> this is the phrase of the day. So what are their biggest fears and what is frustrating them? There's a lot of power in knowing what is frustrating them because it's very often something that they kind of secretly think but wouldn't really admit. So I know that a lot of my fantastic, amazing clients, what frustrates them is that they know that they are smart. They know that they have everything they need within them to have this amazing, successful business and fly in business class and drink coconut water under a, under a coconut tree and do what they love and pay for like the best universities for their kids if that's what they want. But what is frustrating them is that they're seeing all of these people around them, some of which have half of the skills and half of the ethics doing better. And of course, that's something that you won't necessarily like scream on social media hey i think i'm awesome and i'm so smart but my business is not working and there are all of these dumb people around me and they are doing better and i'm feeling kind of jealous like that's not something that you would really say right but it's something you think and it's something that frustrates you when you can kind of take that information and use it in content or using it using use it in a video excuse me they're like damn she just kind of called me out on my thoughts and she knows exactly what I'm going through. And then automatically, if they feel that you know what they are going through, they will trust you to have the answer to help them. What do they secretly want, but would not admit? That's also something super important to use in your content. What goals do they want to reach? Health, wealth, happiness, relationships, spirituality. Do they have to... Do they want more time? Usually, our niche is in one of these categories. So health, wealth, happiness, relationships, spirituality, or more time. Can it be in everything? Sometimes, but not always. So for example, if you're a manifestation coach, uh, you can probably get away with teaching people how to manifest Mr. or Mrs. Wright, the perfect health and more wealth. You could get away with that. But if you're a life coach and you say, I help you get super amazing health and more money and be more happy and find Mr. or Mrs. Right and reconnect with source and also have more free time, it will just feel like it's completely confusing and we don't really know what the person does and what their zone of genius is. So we'll just find the person who focuses solely on that. So this kind of depends. I don't want it to be a super strict framework. What I do with imposter syndrome is wealth. Let's be honest, people who come to me want to generate more abundance in their business or in their life. And one of the ways they get towards that is by eliminating imposter syndrome, visibility fears, 
doing the subconscious work and having strategies. But my clients, they want wealth or they want a successful business. They want to be fulfilled and what they do and being financially compensated for that. So I would fall within this category. Are they more happy after work together? Of course, and maybe they also have better health and maybe they're also better connected to source. But the main solution that I am selling is more financial abundance and more fulfillment in their business or scaling their business to a new level. So come up with four to six pain points. And by the way, for all of you who have the VIP option, um, in your workbook, you have deeper questions, you have more specific questions, more advanced materials to go through this whole challenge and kind of being able to nail your niche and knowing if your niche is going to be profitable and trips and ticks, trips, tricks, <laughs> tricks and tips on how to come up with the pain points, etc. So make, make sure that you use your PDF if you have the VIP option. So come up with four to six pain points and four to six desires, because this will be all of the basis that we use tomorrow on how to post on social media to attract high ticket clients. That's what we use for the pillars, content creation, the website, the emails, the videos, the freebies, the email, how to grow your email list and how to compel, um, how to communicate in a very compelling way. And the way you come up with four to six pain points or four to six desires is super easy. Market research, right? Asking your ideal clients what is upsetting them, what are their goals, what is frustrating them. And the more people you ask and the more you'll see patterns in the answers. Three to six themes that are coming up again and again and again and again. Okay, dokie. Let me check the comments. Let me check the comments. Oh, the no money point. How do I get over the feeling that I am a bad person for not turning, for turning down someone who really wants to change but doesn't have the money? So my approach to this is that I give away so much free content that if someone really wants to facilitate a transformation in their life, they can use my free content. In the day and age of internet, there is enough free information out there for people to basically get anything they want, right? When I had my depression and I had a limited budget, I was a student, I worked my ass off in a part-time job to pay for my 2,500 bucks of therapy sessions throughout five or six months. I paid for that because I was willing to value my health more than I was willing to value money and I just made myself resourceful. But also, I used the EFT official website that had thousands of case studies and free videos to help myself while I was not working with my therapist, and that was all for free. So you give a lot of free content, you put a lot of valuable content out there, which we'll, 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 we will learn how to do tomorrow, and people can binge watch and use that free content for free, right? And then if they want to go to the next step, if they want more one-on-one -on -one attention and more work together with you, then they have to pay and they have to be resourceful. Something else, and this is how I see it, is that I trust people to be resourceful enough to find the money for my programs if it's the right time, right? Me feeling sorry for someone because they don't have money is actually giving them an energy 
of me not really trusting that they are resourceful enough to get out of that situation. And that, that's actually one of the worst things we can do. Whereas when I bless them with love and I trust that they are resourceful enough to manifest the money or to find the money if they really want that, this is a very empowering energy that sees their higher self rather than sees their limited self. And that's my philosophy, philosophy with all of the people in my audience and all of my clients. And many, many times someone said like, I can't afford you. And I just said, listen, there's all of the free content, the podcast or this or that, that you can like use to help yourself. And I trust that if this is the right program for you, and that is, if this is the right time, you will be able to manifest the amount or find a way to make it to the program. And many people manifested the amount out of nowhere, out of the universe, of course, but out of nowhere. So that's my approach. Okay, dokie. Ideal client messaging. I think I answered all of the questions, I hope. Can you give an example of a niche for a manifestation coach? All of the manifestation coaches I know are very general. Well, manifestation coaches to find Mr. or Mrs. Wright, manifestation coach to attract your, or find your dream job, manifestation coach to attract more money and abundance. But manifestation is pretty specific in itself. It already targets a pretty specific crowd who believes in the law of attraction. So you are already pretty niche down. Okay, so ideal client messaging. A lot of, many of the questions I get, and I, a question I definitely had one year ago to my own coaches or to people that I, when I bought their program was like, how do I attract the right person? How do I find the right person? Well, first of all, the right people find you. You don't have to, to find them. But most importantly, it all comes down to messaging. If I say, do you want to overcome imposter syndrome so you can finally feel comfortable charging what your services are worth and so you can put yourself out there without feeling that you need any more certification, that is going to attract someone who is either in the early or mid stages of their business. So either they don't have a business yet or they just got started or, or they are making two or 5K or maybe 10K a month. Completely different messaging is, I help you overcome imposter syndrome. So you stop feeling like your success was just down to your coach. And so you can shatter the glass ceiling of making more than a hundred thousand a month. That messaging, even though it's still talking about imposter syndrome is going to attract someone who's maybe stuck at 30, 40, 50,000 a month and who wants to shatter the 100K glass ceiling or someone who's already been very successful, successful in their business, but who have imposter syndrome because they feel oh, it wasn't me, it was just because my coach is awesome, right? So different messaging will attract different people. It is as simple as that. So if you want to attract ambitious people, you, you use no BS messaging, kind of fast action. Hey, do you want to get results tomorrow and not in three years? Then take action now. That is going to appeal to ambitious people, but maybe not to other. Also, in terms of messaging, something a mistake that i see all of the times and it's really damaging for your content is when we talk about something negative we always use we rather than you because we can ruffle feathers and irritate people without doing it on purpose so for example i would never post a post that says uh 
three reasons why your business is not making any money and why you have money blocks. Because even though it might be true, like factually, it's a bit insulting or it's a bit blamey, right? I'm kind of telling you in a condescending tone, hey, you have a bunch of money blocks and your business sucks and it's not making any money. That That's the risk of how it's going to come across. When I switched from you to we, three reasons why our businesses are not making money or how... Uh, or how we can have money blocks, or how money blocks can stop us, it's already much more inclusive and not as harsh. And when someone sees that post or that content, they're not going to feel directly targeted because the we implies that not only them, but many other people are experiencing similar issues and that it's not their fault. It's just something that happens commonly. This is a very simple, but very, 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 very efficient way of giving your messaging a boost and making sure that when we do put content out there, we're not offending any, anyone. We're not necessarily offending, but we're just not repelling them with the content. Talk to them like they are your friend. So that's kind of moving from the plain vanilla content that we want to make sure is going to be cool with everyone to talking to one person. So we're imagining that we're talk, talking to a best friend that loves our content and we're talking to him or her or them directly without having to worry if they're going to like it. We're not trying to get liked by everyone. We're trying to get them to understand the point we want to put across. Include, include their pain points in your content so they can understand, so they know, sorry, that you understand them. That's what we said in the very beginning, that when you understand someone's problem better than they understand their own problem, they will trust you to have the solution. And last but not least, be compassionate when talking about what they struggle with, because we don't want to make the pain worse, because when we do, that can just backfire and they're like, adios, amiga, like, I don't want to hang out in your audience anymore. I was going to say something else, but it slipped my mind. Oh, well, it will come back. Now... We talked about this yesterday, about the three-pillar framework. Now that you know your audience better and now that you know your ideal clients, you can come up as the expert you are. And remember, being an expert at something does not depend on your qualifications. It doesn't depend on how many years of experience you have. Being an expert is being able to help someone with what they're struggling with. It's providing a solution someone wants. So if you're an RTT therapist or an EFT therapist or any therapist and you can help someone with what you do, you're technically an expert at what you do for that person who's two steps ahead. So now that you have all of this content that we went through today, I highly recommend you revisit the three pillar framework that we already talked about yesterday because when you have your own three pillar framework of basically the three main elements that someone needs in order to get, give someone the solution they're looking for. So imposter syndrome, you get it when you eliminate blocks and sabotage, boost your self-confidence and boost your self-worth. Once you have your three pillars, you come across as an expert and just say, I have an amazing three pillar model that will help you A, B, C. And you can actually come up with this framework very easily once you have all of this information and for all of you um no i was going to talk about the vip upgrade but that's for the content tomorrow okay oopsie i'm digressing here now 
confidence. Confidence in coming across as an expert is so significant when it comes to attracting our dream clients to us. You are a queen. I want you to repeat this every morning in front of your mirror. You are a queen. Own it. So use your own story to show them that you are the solution for them. So when I talk about having had depression and having had imposter syndrome myself and feeling like I was ripping people off because I didn't feel confident and competent enough, people are like, oh my God, like she understands me. Even her with her successful business now, she started at the exact same stage where I am at today. So if she was there, she understands me and she can help me move from A to B. Be yourself, everybody will love it. And if someone doesn't like you as you are, you don't want them as your client, right? But the more you are yourself and show your personality, the more you're going to attract people who really vibe with you and are on the same wavelength. And how many times did I come across a coach and I liked what they said on one of their stories because it was like out there, no sugar coating. They were just saying what they thought. And I was like, oh my God, I love this person. I want to work with them. And I basically went from cold to sold within one week. Also, dare to be different. Who cares if you do things differently to other people in your niche? It's actually a good thing. No one I ever met who did imposter syndrome does imposter syndrome the way I do it. No one came up with the imposter syndrome terminator framework because I came up with it. And a lot of people who work with imposter syndrome really focus on confidence, but they don't really do their self-worth and the boundaries and the visibility no model is better. My model is not better than theirs, but I dare to be different. And because I dare to be different and just do what floats my boats, I am aligned and it is so much easier to manifest. And it also resonates with people who are on the same wavelength. Talk about the solution they want and how you will solve it. So your framework, which is the slide that we just covered before, rather than the method. Usually people really don't care how we're going to solve their problem as long as we solve their problem. So kind of selling a specific modality like RTT or NLP or EFT or SEO for your website or a bunch of stuff that people can't really relate with, that is not going to do the heavy lifting and selling your offer. Selling your offer is all about talking about the solution they want. And usually people want to get laid, they want to get paid and they want to help, they want to live longer and happier. My people, my amazing queens, they want more clients. It's as simple as that. So each time I talk about any of my programs, it's in the context of how the abundance magnet or how the mastermind or how the launching course or how the visibility queen bootcamp is going to help them get more clients and create more income and freedom. Always coming back to that solution. Last but not least, please, please, please do not get more degrees. You don't need them. If anything, if you still feel like a fraud and that you don't know enough, use that money to do some subconscious work to get over the fact that you don't feel good enough because it's not true. And no amount of certification will ever help alleviate that concern. I'm not tech savvy, so can we write the three pillars instead of having a graphic? Lynn asks, of course. And you can also use Canva and you don't need to be tech savvy to use Canva because they have a bunch of beautiful already made templates that you can just basically use for your own business. Now, we're going to talk very briefly about the Visibility Queen Bootcamp. I will talk about that more tomorrow as 
we've already gone pretty like one and a half hours, one, one hour, 15 minutes today. But the Visibility Queen Bootcamp is finally making a comeback after literally an eternity of not being there since September. And it's an amazing 12-week program that is basically going through everything that we're talking about in this challenge, but much, much deeper with much more support. And among others that we covered today, but not that deep, is the Niche profit Profitability Analyzer. So there is an entire module in Bootcamp to make sure that the niche you pick is going to be so profitable because we want to turn passion into profit. We don't want to have an expensive hobby. And if we are going to give, give our all to our amazing baby in our business, we want to make sure that it's actually going to grow and thrive and expand. Also, how to know your clients so well at an even deeper level that they immediately resonate with your content and see you and your offer as the solution. There is no point in having 4,000 Instagram followers if they don't see you as the solution. And I actually had two people who reached out to me, two amazing women. One had 2,000 followers, one had 4,000 followers on Instagram, not almost making no money and having no clients. Their content was amazing, but there was the missing part between turning an audience member into a client. And that comes down to messaging and it also comes down to energy and letting go of imposter syndrome. Defining your own framework. So helping you create that framework that we see a few pages ago, because sometimes we don't really know how to create it, but defining your own framework and give you the, giving you the support for you to create your own framework so you can, can come across as an authority, because when you are an expert, you get more clients. When people see you as an expert and can see you as the solution they're looking for, you get more clients. I'll talk about the Visibility Queen Bootcamp more um, tomorrow in, in the next days, but if you already want more details, more information, if you want to sneak in before everybody else and get some extra coaching calls, just send me a message uh, or drop a comment right here. So what we will cover tomorrow, and I'll go through the questions once we're done here, is the magic four to five types of content for client attraction and conversion. So not only attract people on your social media profiles, but then convert client, um, audience members into clients. How to accelerate your growth with videos and Instagram or Facebook stories. Videos are the ultimate business accelerators, right? And that's also something we cover in the Visibility Queen Bootcamp is that deep mindset work and extra resources to get over the fear of doing video because once you make videos and once you know what to say on videos, your business, says, your business says thank you. That's when you start expanding way faster. And how to authentically show up and post on different platforms if you have different platforms so you can avoid burnout and so you can like kind of optimize your time as best as possible, get a social media plan that makes sense and doesn't take hours a day. And one of my favorite topics, money-making activity and group building only if you have a Facebook group activities because there are many activities we spend a lot of time on that actually absolutely don't move the needle forward in our business. And we don't want to be doing that. We want to be focusing on money-making activities. So your challenge for today, it will be pinned at the top of the Facebook group as soon as this live is finished or maybe like 15 minutes later. Tell us your niche in one sentence. And if you haven't nailed your niche yet, no problem, but at least the field that you would like to work in or what inspires you. 
and talking about the solution you provide and tell us about your ideal client and what they're like in three or four sentences, keep it short and sweet. All of that is going to plant the seeds of attracting Mr. or Mrs. Wright to you. So we are done for today. I'm just going to go through the comments to make sure that we don't have any extra questions. I'm going to stop the screen share. Hi, everybody. So if you have questions, drop them now. I might have missed them throughout the comments. Yes, the solution is not about the tools we're using. Yeah, usually people don't really care about how we do it. Literally was thinking this, wondering if I should get certification as I continue to build the business. That the universe confirmation that I know enough on my own. You absolutely know enough. Please don't get extra certifications because it's one of the biggest fallacies. We really believe, okay, one more certification and I will feel so much confident. I will have more resources, more resources to help my clients. It can sometimes be the case. But in any case, before I get extra certifications, what is really going to move the needle forward is actually practicing, working with people, even if it's working with friends, right? But seeing that they're happy, that they're getting results. And as you go, if you really feel that there's this huge gap that you can't live without, which is very unlikely to be the case, you can get extra certifications. But usually it's just opening the window, throwing money out and closing the window because we're trying to, to heal an internal problem of not feeling good enough with outward certifications and that doesn't work. Okay, I find your content very interesting, but everyone seems to be in the field of personal growth. I want to teach the skills in stained glass, the skill of stained glass making, sorry, I want to teach the skill of stained glass making, is it relevant? You can be successful at anything you do. I have clients who are organizing coaches, so they use the, Marie Kondo method and teach people how to organize. I have photographers. Um, I think I have a garden gardening coach. So someone who tells you how to grow a beautiful garden, uh, a lot in like eating disorders or health issues. So you can absolutely make your passion profit as long as you use the fundamentals taught in this challenge to communicate efficiently. I also had, I have a client who do has a bagel shop looks so good. Okie dokie. I don't think we have any more questions. So this is it for day two. Thank you so, 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 so much, everyone for tuning in. If you're catching the replay, I should have said this earlier, but never mind. If you're catching the replay, you can leave the questions here and I will come back and try to answer them. So don't forget to tag me because there's so many notifications that I don't always see them. And I hope that all of this was super helpful for you. And I can't wait to see you tomorrow for day three where we will talk about social media magic to attract wonderful clients to you. So thank you so much for attending. I hope this was helpful. Let me know in the comments if this was helpful, if, if, if it could help you shift your perspective or give you some insights on how to nail your niche and then how to communicate effectively with your ideal clients. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are a visual learner or if you want to sit down and take some notes, you can still catch the full video presentation of this challenge by going to the link in the description or going to inespadar.ch slash VQC replays in one word and you will find all of the video trainings there. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.